0: it'll come back and forth. Okay, I trust that your morning has been full, whatever it looked like. I'm guessing that some of it has been felt a little bit like drinking from a fire hose, like some new ideas and thoughts and stuff. I'm guessing that some of it has probably triggered some painful things. Um, I'm guessing some of you might be like me, what I needed to talk with God about was a little bit different, but he was really kind in the way that he met me in the last hour. So, um, I'm sensing the kindness of God as I come back into the room. So wherever we are coming from, uh, thanks just for continuing to lean in and being present. Um, these are, are remind me the word please breakout I'm like our beautiful lovely friends who are going to teach a session this afternoon that we're calling breakouts. Um, so we're going to do an interview here and then Morgan's going to give us some of our updates and announcements and the things that we need to know and it'll be lunchtime. So just know that we are heading towards food. That's the direction we're heading towards. Okay. So what we wanted to do was give you a chance to get to know our breakout team a little bit because you get to choose two out of the three. You don't get to go to all three. So we wanted you to hear um, a little bit from each person and a little bit about what's going to be happening in their breakout so that you can choose which you want to go to. And please remember that you could choose not to go to both or either if there are other things that you need. So our Everything we offer at retreat is is an offering of invitation, and there is no obligation. So we're going to give you a little bit of introduction. So if you guys just on the first pass would tell us a little bit about you, um, and that can be your work, your family, your family of origin, anything you think that would be helpful for this group to know um, just about you, please do tell us, make sure in that, that you do tell us about your work, because that's kind of um, essential to all of the breakout sessions. So.
1: My name is Brandy Ratzliff. Um, and as Laura mentioned earlier, I'm a licensed professional counselor. work at Salem Pastoral Counseling Center. I've been doing it five years. I went back to school with my master's at 38. So it can be done <laughs> um, when it call, calls us to something else. Um, so I've been doing it for five years. And I specialize in trauma. Um, so I do a, um, a therapy called EMDR. Um, that uses that bilateral stimulation piece to help kind of move stuck places along. Um, It's an honor for me to get to do it as a Christ follower. Um, And I toe a bit of a line with the psychology world and um, a Jesus follower, and that I love to bring Jesus into sessions um, when people believe in him too. And... um, I can just testify to the amount of difference um, in the healing that Jesus can bring into those places. It's phenomenal. It blows my shoes off. I often want to want to take my shoes off and just like I am on holy ground because I get to watch. I have such a privileged spot to get to watch God show up in people's life and bring healing to them. Um, And so I love what I do. Um, But it does take a toll, too. So I'm learning all about boundaries. God's revealing body things to me, even here. I'm like, no, I'm supposed to have it all together right now. Um, But we're on a journey, right, In a process. So um, I'm a mother. I'm married um, to Travis, who is on staff at Salem Pastoral Council. Not Salem Pastoral Council. Salem Lions. (laughs) He's, Yes. Yes, it gets confusing, all these acronyms in our family. But um, yes, and he partners with Jennifer Roth um, doing adult and family ministries. We've been married 23 years. Um, We have three children. Our oldest, Connor, is um, a sophomore at George Fox um, University, loving life there. And uh, Logan is uh, 17 and a senior at West High. And Haley is our freshman at 15 at West High as well.
2: Uh, My name is Natalie. Uh, I am married to my husband, Corey. He is a pretty cool dude. Uh, He teaches at RTI, um, which is pretty fun. So he does a couple classes there. Uh, And then I have a a three-and-a-half-year-old son uh, named Benedict, and he keeps us very busy. He's a good... He's a mover and shaker and will probably be a comedian um, in his future. So that's a little bit about his personality. Um, His... Well, well, what I do for work is I'm a physical therapist, um, and I've been doing that for about six and a half years. Um, about right around when my son was born, so about three and a half years ago, I decided to specialize in pelvic therapy. Um, believe it or not, we all have pelvises, <laughs> and we all have uh, muscles that rest within them called the pelvic floor. Um, and when things go wrong in that area, there can be lots of guilt and shame, um, a lot of hiddenness, a lot of embarrassment. Um, and so I, like like you were saying, Brandy, yeah, um, of just get the privilege of walking a life with people who are coming um, out of struggling with pain with sex or incontinence, you know, the unintentional loss of pee or poo. And we get to talk about those bodily functions and um one thing that I have observed clinically uh, is that women who come into my office and who are struggling with pain with sex in particular um, are often from evangelical backgrounds. And that kind of spurred this like question: like, why? <laughs> why is that tr- like what I'm observing? And then after a little bit of research, found that um Women from who grew up in the church are two times as likely to experience pain with sex. Um, so really fascinating stuff. So, yeah, that's a little bit of about me and what we'll be talking about. But I think we'll come back to that. So, yeah. Cool.
3: <sighs> OK, um, I'm Julie. Julie. And I am an artist and an art teacher. And art is the way I think. I have a very round brain. Um, it doesn't go in lines very well. So school and social things were super hard for me until I figured that out. My parents actually forced me to go to art school. Um, so I appreciated that support. And I actually just got my master's degree at 50. So. <laughs> um, so I found, I found my way through art, and God has really used art in my life to help me sort out things that I didn't have language for. And I think we can often get stuck with language and trying to find language when, I think like what Laura was saying, those agreements are so subconscious, we don't even know where they are or what they are. So finding words for them is just this crazy venture and sometimes a safer place. um, Sometimes an easier place is to come the other direction. Kind of like talking to teenagers actually. You have to like slide in there with a conversation. Um, And I find that starting with line, with shape, with color, with putting a mark outside my body makes me ground, makes me see myself. And so that's a little bit of what we're going to do today um, is make some marks outside of ourselves, respond um, non-verbally and with words, and um, create.
0: That's okay. I'm going to pass this back to you, and we're going to start with you with the next question. So the next question is going to be specific to each of your seminars. So Julie, tell us a little bit about your season of life and your family. We want to know a little bit about you. And then... Uh, Julie, I think the thing that I want to hear from you, you just mentioned the, the making a mark and expressing things without having to have words or even have complete understanding yet. But answer for us how engaging with art could help us further our curiosity. Laura talked this morning about curiosity leading to healing. And so how does that journey with art help us further our curiosity? And don't forget to tell us about your family. Okay, my family. Um, ha.
3: I've, I've been, like, working on different scenarios to, like, have proper boundaries. <laughs> um, so my life kind of blew up a year ago, um, and I am no longer married. Um, I come from a family that's been part of Salem Alliance for years, and um, the nakedness of having a family on staff and being a PK has been hard for me. Um, with the journey that I've had personally. So I've always had to be really careful with that. Um, And my former husband is still in Salem, so I want to be... I liked how Rachel did her thing, and so I want to be kind and respectful to that. Um, But I'm in a place by myself with my 16-year-old daughter and finding myself resurrected and unashamed... And that is amazing. And it has opened up so much thinking and thought and freedom and joy. Um, and I think back 20 years ago when a divorced woman in the church definitely would not be speaking here, right? Um, we've come so far in loving each other. So, um, And I have three daughters that are 16, 18, and 24. And uh, my 16-year-old lives with me and is a delight to help process with. Um, she's she's just a gem. And then my 18-year-old is at OSU. And my 24-year-old, you might see her. She looks just like me, but she works at LifeSource. Um, people will actually come up to me and say, hey, Hannah. I'm like, no, nope, the old one. You know? Um, so. Curiosity in art. That is what I teach over and over and over. So I love that Laura brought that word uh, when I'm teaching. I think so much of our lives we've been taught not to be curious, to shut that down, don't ask too many questions, don't color outside the lines. Um, If you do something, why are you doing it? You have to, you know, logically be able to rationalize. I came from a family that's, we're all heads, I don't actually have a body. Um, And I'm always working on having a body, but it doesn't work very good. so following that curiosity, starting a line and not knowing where it's going, not worrying about my product. Can we do that? That's so hard. Um, and yet it is so full of joy. Um, and what I do is that's where I always start my students. And then we go back. Let's learn some techniques. Let's learn some skills. And then follow those two together.
0: So, yeah. I want the people on live stream to be able to hear the question. So we just, otherwise I just kind of shout it out to the room, but okay. So Natalie, the question I have written down may not be the one you want to answer. So however you want to let the women know kind of what, what is it that we're going to be leaning into a little bit deeper with you. But the question that I have written down, I wish I'd have brought up my reading glasses, but I think what it says is, how have you seen your work bring healing to the physical and emotional impact of some of our bad sexual theology?
2: Well, let me start. Um, uh, I ha- there's a really good book, and I brought it with me. So if Uh, you do come to the breakout session, or if you don't, find me later. um, It's called The Great Sex Rescue, um, and it's all about bringing redemption. It's a big survey that uh, took place where they surveyed hundreds of thousands of women, both and men, but uh, from evangelical circles and non-evangelical circles, and they compiled just a bunch of data on this topic. So for me to answer that question succinctly is, I mean, that's a very big question. Um, I, I would say read the book <laughs> to get a better picture. Um, but I think in some, in some ways, if you grew up in the church, uh, sometimes our theology around purity, um, has a, has a big impact on, um, and it doesn't necessarily same alliance. I mean, i of t- broad brush here of, uh, evangelical, uh, teachings, But there have been uh, things that have been taught about about men um, being very lustful and um, like victims of their desires. Uh, And sometimes in relationships in the premarital context, that leads to men uh, taking on this role of like accelerator and then the woman taking on the role of the brakes um, uh, because, you know, theology, like sex before marriage, not good. Um, and so uh, boundaries can be hard to set in people who grew up in the church. So uh, the women that I have worked with often come with some of those those uh, behaviors or habits where in the context of sex before they got married they were like you can only go this far and I'm going to tell you when to stop Uh, the women woman often takes that role um, and our bodies respond even unintentionally Um, so often it's with Closing the doors, right? <laughs> uh, closing the pelvic area where it's supposed to be something that's that's open, um, so it can lead to some significant issues. Uh, so, some ways that I've seen healing to kind of go to the first part of that that question um, is: there's lots of things that that I do. I focus on the physical, um, the physical healing of of this. Brandy focuses on the mental. So I love that we're both here (laughs) because it's complicated and it's a big topic. But what I've seen in my practice is I've worked with um, several women uh, with treatment and doing um, structured treatment with them to teach those muscles how to hold less tension. Um, And I've walked, I got an email a few months ago from a woman who was unable to have penetrative intercourse At all, Um, and she had been married for two years. So imagine the strain on a new relationship and the expectation around that. Um, So she got for two years sexless marriage um, worked with her for a couple months and then she conceived so pretty cool to be a part of so that's really a little bit we'll talk about that in the session Um, kind of the focus is more on like myth busting Uh, that area we tend to like just expect to work and when it doesn't it can be really confusing so that's kind of we'll talk a little bit about purity stuff and and church stuff and kind of theology, but a lot about just, let's just start a conversation and how we can care and lean into that area of our bodies.
0: Thank you, Natalie. Um, This is good stuff, isn't it? It's stuff we don't talk about. Some of you are blushing under your masks and you're really glad for your masks right now because we don't just, we just don't talk about those kind of things, you guys, Uh, but it's good stuff. And Brandy, What gives you hope for those of us who have experienced trauma to our bodies? Or whatever you would like to.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, hope I feel like God has blessed me with in spades, partly, well, A lot of it due to my own personal journey of stuff and working things out with God. I was just sharing with Mila, my partner on this journey today um, at this retreat, but uh, how those moments are painful, darkest moments in our life. For me personally, I have experienced them to be what I call pylon moments where this rod is just driven down so deep and so strong and it makes my faith um, with Jesus as I experience him present even in those darkest places, unmovable and unshakable. And even though there's a lot of emotion to still work out and there's a lot of healing in our, our brains and our minds and our hearts, um, that I can hold on to this part and I have experienced it to be true so nobody can convince me otherwise that he does not exist that he doesn't show up and that he doesn't redeem and heal and so that's what I want to help walk other people through is is learning where to find those um those wounds being tender and compassionate and loving towards ourselves in our own stories um and, that, and then bringing God's presence into those places, because he is the perfect healer, and he will redeem. Sometimes we get to see it on this earth. We will for sure get to see it in the next life. And um, he has so many things to reveal to us about those hearts, <laughs> uh, about those wounds, and um, so... That's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about um, attachment stuff um, because that's where the wounding first begins and it affects our brains big time. We're going to be talking about our own window of tolerance and how to navigate that. We'll be going over some techniques um, to increase our window of tolerance to get prefrontal cortex back online so it can attend to the rest of our, our bodies and our souls and invite Jesus's presence into all of that.
0: Thank you, Brandy. So So Julie's is canceled because she's now attending theirs. (laughs) I so appreciate. Um, So... I've made no secret of the fact that I also see a counselor personally, a psychologist, and I have learned so much from psychology. And even as I just listened to you talking, that God created us, mind, body, and spirit, with such wholeness and unity. And when one part is off, it throws so much off. And some of best practices that come out of the field of psychology are actually demonstrating that the way that God said to live was the right was the way to live, and that that we are He built into us a healing physically and mentally and emotionally he built into us the capacity to heal and recover and we've lost some of that so just as you were doing prefrontal cortex i thought that can sound so academic but it also is just a testament to god created our brain to be able to to rebound and do that so i just i i love how god designed us and we're going to lean into that today so morgan is going to come up and so we are thank you thank them now <laughs> We're good. You can leave chairs. We'll clean up later. Morgan is going to tell us where and when and what and details um, before we head out to lunch. That's heavier than. I know. Do you want an extra hand or are you good? Well, I'm halfway there now. <laughs> Some help, I am. Get this out of the way.
4: I'm only really up here to do some games, but I do have some announcements. Uh, Laura, thank you. It's been a good morning. Natalie, team, it's been a good morning. Uh, I was, for my quiet time, I was running around, locked out of my room with all the spare keys and my raincoat and my everything in there. So running around trying to find another key. But one of the things God reminded me of was... I'm in a season of grieving some things and God's not only like just in my grieving, he's grieving with me. And so for me, like, and even on this weekend, just remembering like when I'm feeling these things, like God's feeling it too. And that was just a good reminder for me. I also have to just talk about my sweatshirt. Jennifer gave this to me last night. She didn't let me do an acceptance speech. So here I am. (laughs) I couldn't fall asleep last night. So I was up until midnight And then I woke up at four, and at about five, I started Googling how to do an acceptance speech. And the number one thing they said not to do is don't have notes. So I have notes, but I'm gonna not look at them. So I start with a thank you. Jennifer, thank you. I am very happy to be your boss. Hold on, then there's the middle part. I don't remember the middle part, but then I'm supposed to leave you with something and someone else gave an acceptance speech and they said Godspeed. So thank you and Godspeed. Oh, I am supposed to thank all of you. I couldn't do it without you. That was also part of it. So thank you into my family and everyone. Okay, we're going we're gonna to redo our game we did last night. Um, but we're going to make it a little bit more challenging because we have some competitive, not going to mention any names, Mickey. Some competitive people here who are done before we even start. So you need to circle back up with five or six ladies and come up with the team name. And you have 30 seconds. And pick a spokesperson. All right, if you have your team and you have your team name, have your spokesperson stand up.
2: Sometimes you been, sometimes you staying, sometimes you turn your back to... All right,
4: the we're going to start over here. We all ready? Uh-huh. Do you have a team name? Uh-huh. Trudy, do you have a spokesperson for your group? All right, stand up, girl. Okay, team name. Tsunamis, okay. Let's just circle back around to tsunamis because remember, walk. Walk if there is a tsunami. Okay. Annie? Dorothy. For baby Dorothy. So sweet. All right. Is there a group back here that doesn't have anyone standing up to be their spokesperson? Trina, are you standing? Okay. Blessed mamas. Okay. Breast? Like boobies? Okay. I I didn't know if you said rest. All of them. Okay. Okay. Team name. Sweater weather. Sarah. Stripes. Stripes? Groovy gals. Chain breakers. Chain breakers. Angie? Us. Trudy? The Rainbow Cats. I love it. Okay, so just like last night, because I can't trust you guys, I need you all to stand and put your hands in the air.